You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, this is Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nurse Partners Podcast. Today, we have Jasmine Bhatti on with us from NaviNurses.com. Jasmine, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you about your business. And, uh, you know, first, before we even get started, just give us a little background about you as a nurse. Sure. Well, I'm probably one of those nurses that um, I never thought I'd become a nurse. It was never in my my career plan at all. And actually caring for my grandmother when she had head and neck cancer. Um, I was just so inspired by the nurses, not only who taught me how to take care of her trach and her tube feed and her wounds, but then also her hospice nurses. And I've been a nurse since um, pretty much since that time. And uh, that's been 11 years now. I can't even believe it, but uh, I left Mayo Clinic last working in neuro ENT and plastics. And, and here I am. That's awesome. Um, yeah, 11 years goes by like a blink of an eye. You just don't, I remember being on the the unit and saying, oh my gosh, some of these nurses, they've been here for 20 years. I'm never going to do that. And then like 20 years later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm that nurse that's been here for 20 years. <laughs> I'm fine when you're having fun. Yeah, it does. Um, okay. So it looks like you started a business. Um, at what point during your nursing career did you decide you know, hey, I should start a business. And how did you come up with the idea? Well, I think it kind of goes back to the very beginning. I, honestly, um, I was never focused on becoming a nurse. And uh, I always knew I wanted to impact healthcare on a larger level, um, not one person at a time. And I started to realize that uh, health policy was really important. And there were all these other routes that I could take to actually influence health. And um, that's actually what kind of got me into my PhD program because I, I wanted to go into healthcare leadership and I thought that that degree would be really supportive of that. But uh, long story short, really what happened was everything I experienced as a family caregiver really set the pace for not only who I became as a nurse, but now who I am as a business owner and really is the foundation for what I'm building. And it's, it's my why behind what I'm building in my business. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like, so what was it specifically? And do you remember kind of the day where you're like, I need to do this business. Like I, I need to do something. Uh, you know, how did the idea come about? Sure. So it was a few things, actually. It, it, it's all like intertwined. Sorry. So I want to make sure I hit the points that are important. But I was working as a charge nurse at night. And, you know, like many of us, we'd get phone calls from people who were discharged earlier in the day saying, I don't remember what the nurse told me. I'm scared. This is wrong. I'm missing this. There were all these problems that people had that same day that um, what, what I experienced as a caregiver myself, it was like this aha moment of what I thought was unique to me really wasn't unique to me. And there are so many other people going through this. And, and the way that we send people home from the hospital, it's not really fully supportive for them to, to really heal and to give them the best chance to get back to having the best quality of life. And I think that in combination with always having patients in the hospital, you know, they'd kind of tug at your shirt and be like, Hey, how much can I pay you to, to come home and care for me at home? And 
you know, people would always ask, but there was no way you could actually take care of them at home because there was just a conflict of interest. And um, throughout my PhD program, I actually started teaching at Arizona State University. That was one of the things I was doing. And I was taking my ASU 101 students who are freshmen and they're learning about nursing, they're little baby nurses. And uh, I took them into this innovation center for one of their classes. And I'd never been there myself, but I was listening to one of the professors talk about healthcare innovation and all of these exciting things that were happening. And I thought to myself, wow, I wish I would have had this experience because I've got all these ideas of things I wanna do, but where do you go? How do you get support? Like, is my idea even worthy of putting it out there and doing something with? And so when I took my students into this classroom, like the very next day I emailed this professor and I was like, hey, I've got this idea for a business I want to start. Can we talk? And he was like my first brave believer in what I was wanting to do. And, and everything just kind of, it actually took off from there. I love, yeah, I love that story. And it's amazing how like just a room full of energy can change everything, you know, where you, you get excited about an idea. Um, so, okay. So what's one of the things that, you know, I wanted to ask here was um, particularly around, um, you know, that, that first concept of somebody needs to do something. And I had a similar experience where the patients would come, you know, they would say things to me like, like you did, um, you know, can you come home with me or something? And that was where I got my first light bulb idea. And this was like years and years and years ago. Uh, and it was just kind of like, why can't we come home with them? Or, you know, what is that? What would that look like even? And it took a long time to kind of develop it. So what was that conversation that you had with that professor? And how did it evolve into like a tangible, practical idea that you could what you could offer? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually still kind of laugh about it to this day because I was that nurse that kept a book of ideas. Like, we need to do this better. We need to do this better. Like, I always saw problems, but I was like, hey, we got to have solutions for these things. And I had two really big ideas. And one was actually, I don't like enteral nutrition. I think it's I think it's so awful for patients. Um, and so one was revolving around how do we improve nutrition for, for um, patients who require internal nutrition. And the second was how do we help the ordinary person have access to a registered nurse? And so I sat down with him and he was like, aha, this is it. And, you know, he's one of those people that's just, he's so um, involved in the healthcare innovation space. Like he built the accelerator between Mayo Clinic and ASU here. And um, he's just so supportive. And so listening to him was really important. Um, I took his his wisdom and um, that that was really, that was really it. Yeah, that first idea seems really intense too. <laughs> you know, nutrition. You're not one to take on small challenges, are you? Oh no. Well, that's a problem. Look at all these people to get this food and it like what does it do to their healing? But anyways, that's like a whole other soapbox of mine. I'll get there one day. Uh, yeah, I love the, I love the book of ideas because I you know I've had the same thing where you know you're out with friends and you come up with this great idea and you map it all out on a on a napkin and the next thing you know you just kind of throw it away and I can't even imagine how many great ideas I've thrown away just because I didn't know what to do with them. Um, so it's really powerful that you had somebody that you could talk it out with. Yeah, and nurses have so many great ideas and. We, we, we not only have them, but we actually implement them every single day. And we don't often talk about them or share them beyond like our coworkers or our unit. When in fact, 
there are nurses probably around the country that can benefit from whatever they're thinking or doing, but we just, we need to find a way to help capitalize on all of our knowledge and, and actually implement things we're doing. Yeah, I, I, that could solve most of the hospital's problems. I remember like years ago, we had a new president come into our hospital and he's like, well, we got to solve all these problems. So he brought in this consulting group and the, what the consulting group did was go around and they organized a bunch of focus nurse, focus groups with the nurses, asked the nurses what the problems were. The nurses gave them the solutions. The consulting group came back, took the solutions as their own, profit shared with the hospital and all the money that they made from implementing the solutions from the nurses. They went away, made lots of money. The hospital was happy, but I was like, you do understand that the answer was there all along because <laughs> the nurses knew the answers. You just didn't bother to ask them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. So tell me about uh, the business itself. Like when did it open and, and how did you decide what to offer? Sure. So we um, actually, I'll kind of step back a second. So yeah. I, um, and knowing that I had this entrepreneurial spirit always within me, I um, started going to startup events here in Phoenix. And that community is just, it's an incredible community. And there are startup communities like this across all the states. So I definitely, number one, encourage anybody to get involved in our startup community. Uh, and actually, when I was there, I ran into a fellow nurse who actually worked on my own unit. And I was like, wait a second, there are not very many nurses who go to startup events. There's something here. So I, I sat down with her afterwards and I was like, hey, these are my ideas. And she went through her ideas and we're like, okay, well, let's just pick one that we think we're going to work with. And, and that was like the story of how we even came to be business partners. And um, we had it had this experience right before COVID started. So we had just kind of this idea. Um, we're looking around with... Um, uh, different community resources like the SCORE program and talking to retired business people to learn more about how do you build a business? What do I need to be thinking about? Uh, and, and then obviously COVID hit. And at that point in time, we just paused everything we were doing because our, our unit became a COVID unit. And it was really hard to think about building a business and still working in the hospital at the same time. Um, but it really actually gave us like hope and it was like a light for us to have something else to do outside of the bedside. Um, and so we actually finally last January, we were like, this is it. Like we're done. We need to start this. Like we've got this idea at that point in time, we'd actually been awarded a $10,000 grant from Arizona state university from their uh, venture fund, which was really an exciting exciting little startup um, push for us because it allowed us to have the funds to hire an attorney and to get basic uh, legal work completed and the foundations of what we needed paid for without us having to spend a lot out of pocket. Um, but then from there, we've grown from two of us to, we have now 150 nurses on our team and um, we just keep growing. Like we've provided over 15,000 hours of care over the last year and a half. And uh, we have 16 different specialties of nurses and it's it's been a dream come true. That is huge. <laughs> the 150 nurses are on your service. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Um, so did you imagine it was going to be that big when you first started out? You know, I think I always have had big dreams and I, and I know I want it to be a lot bigger than what it is, but I never fully understood the impact that it would have. And I think that's the most significant takeaway for me was now that I watch how this is impacting the nurses who work for us, because 
we pay them well and we're building this incredible culture where nurses support one another and they love working they love doing what they what they went to school to always do and and i get to have husbands of, of wives who are nurses and they come up to me and say i've never seen my wife so happy and it's it's impacting their families and to me that's incredibly powerful and then when i think about the patients and the caregivers we're serving and just the gratitude that they feel because they had no other place to go, or they didn't know that there was a place to go. That to me is incredibly powerful. And I just look forward to seeing us grow and expanding and, and hopefully having a greater impact. Yeah, no, absolutely. So now do you consider yourself, like, how do you define yourself? Like, uh, are you a staffing agency or what would you consider yourself? You know, I would consider ourselves a private duty nursing company. That's, that's really what we are. Um, I was called in one day to staff a center um, because they wanted to partner with us. They said, hey, can can we hire your nurses to come work for us? And I was like, I'm not going to send a nurse there until I try it out myself and see what this is like. And I went there and it was the worst shift of my life. <laughs> and I can't tell you, like, I mean, I've worked in so many roles in a hospital and I've never been the person to say I'm afraid of my license, but when the morning came around and there was nobody to come and relieve me and I was running around in this facility, the only person there, everyone else was temporary. We were all temporary. None of us had ever worked a day in this place in our lives. I thought to myself, I will never become a staffing company because I don't, I don't want to put nurses in this position. Like there's a reason why we want to move out of facilities and help people in their homes. Like there's something so sacred about that. And, and nurses deserve really good work environments. So we're, we're staying away from that whole like staffing model. It truly is. How do we provide nursing care at home? And um, my, my business partner and I were both minorities, you know, like she's, she's a, a refugee from Somalia and I am first generation here. Um, and being able to take care of people who are, oftentimes marginalized or they come from vulnerable communities is really important. So although we are right now providing care that is cash pay only, um, we are really looking to expand and see how can we take what we're doing and actually have it covered by insurance or have have our services be cared for, or be reimbursed for by, by other organizations. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm looking at your packages now too. And, and, you know, it certainly does not look like staffing, but you know, nursing assessment, medical assistance. So do you um, have organizations calling you asking if you do certain things and then you uh, respond to that or are, are your packages pretty set? I mean, honestly, it's, it's pretty simple. Like the, we just, it's literally by the hour. So we charge one twenty five an hour. Um, and then it's 1250 for a 12 hour package. So those are our two prices and that's it. So it, it truly is really by the hour. Everything is so variable with people. And the way we have our structure built out is when someone calls in, they always talk to a nurse right away. And we're able to really help guide them on what it is that they need. Like if it's someone who needs help with tube feeds, then we go out and have a nurse out there three times a day to go and help them with tube feeds if that's what they need. And so it's it's really based on the person and the family uh, and we review their needs every week. So there's a charge nurse that's in charge of that, that team of care and um, they help direct the family into making the best decisions for, for what their needs are. So now how did you end up getting like your first clients? Was that hard? Was it a challenge? Did it kind of like make you question whether you should be doing this or not? <laughs> you know, 
the first client actually um, came to us as a referral. We had started networking um, with people in our community just to kind of share what we were doing a little bit. And um, it was a hospice company that said, hey, you know, I've got this this woman and she's she's end of life, but she needs some support and she's really scared and alone and she doesn't have any family and she required TPN. And if you've never worked in a home, like as a home health nurse, like, cause I had never before any of this, I had no idea how we leave people to try to care for themselves. And this poor woman who had no family around her, none was diagnosed with cancer, end of life, trying to hook up TPN and, and disconnect it every day. And that instruction of how to do that is 37 steps long. And she was so <laughs> on top of everything. And you can't expect somebody who has no support to follow everything meticulously. Like they're afraid of that and it's complicated. And she was our first client and, and it was just really meaningful for us to, to be able to care for her. And, and since then it's just been really like word of mouth and we keep building connections with people in the community. And you really have to just put yourself out there and start meeting people. And luckily enough, now we have, we have a team of nurses and our, our nurses are our best salespeople. They, they can go in and talk about the differences we're making for people. And, and then once, you know, doctors or other nurses see exactly the difference we're making, then it just comes naturally to them. They, they understand the power of why we're different than, for example, a home health company or um, a caregiving company, because oftentimes people can't distinguish between them. Right. And, and how do you, you, how do you work through that? Like, how do you differentiate between home care? um, And would what you do, does it even qualify as home care? Like, is that covered by home care if somebody would qualify for it or not? If we walk into a house and we think that somebody is eligible for home health, 100%, we will always try to make sure that they have home health on board because they deserve those services that they've paid for. And we want them to have every ounce of support that they have access to. So we really come in to augment the home health you know, some people, for example, if they have wound care, home health comes three days a week. Um, and that's all that's covered by insurance. But sometimes people want a nurse to come out every day if they have a wound back and they're scared about it, or if they have dressing changes that they do not even want to touch. Um, and so we fill in the gaps. So we'll work collaboratively with home health. And then, you know, even from like the caregiving side, for example, like there's Caregivers, I mean, we go to school to become nurses and we have just a whole different skill set and knowledge than than caregivers do. And when people understand the difference, then it, it's like it takes them uh, some time to recognize what the difference is and how we can support them differently than caregivers can. Yeah, and I, that that's really important. And the other thing that I would say, because we've done uh, what we we call it concierge nursing, especially here on the East Coast, but um, you know we've had physicians say to us, "Oh, well, I can just hire a nurse on Craigslist," and I was like, "You've got to be kidding!" <laughs> you know, first of all, I don't even know that Craigslist is still around, but I think that you know they maim and rape people on Craigslist. I, know, I shouldn't do that, but um, you know, but whatever. And you know to to like your point, having a brand and the nurses that are under your brand um, and really represent you is, is can be very powerful. And is that something that you found that, um, you know, like, is, is there another outlet to find nurses other than just kind of randomly trying to contact 
nurses as opposed to coming to your service. Yeah, I mean, there's a few benefits and, and you bring up a few good points. So we we actually thought of ourselves as a concierge company in the beginning. Our, our name used to be Navi Concierge Nurses. And we took out the concierge part because we I didn't want people to feel that this high quality care isn't accessible to them. And there's just this connotation to me of just like this exclusivity or, or luxuriousness when healthcare I think should be accessible and people should have that feeling of like they, it's approachable, but we provide that high level of what you would consider concierge care. And um, kind of a story to share with you, you know, yesterday we booked a 24 hour client that um, we're taking care of for at least this first week. And the woman had called us. She'd been referred to by another nurse who knows of our services. And she was like, well, I have this other nurse that I found and I just found her online and I think she's going to be good. And, and when we talked to her, I said, well, you have, you have to provide 24 seven care. Like one person cannot work 24, seven, seven days a week. That's not safe for you or your loved one. And and secondly, the nurse that she had brought in to care for this loved one had no hospital experience ever, had graduated and never worked clinically. And this particular person has a, a handful of healthcare complexities that anything could go wrong really fast and not having that experience. You know, we talk about um, there's different levels of nursing, you know, when we think back to Benner and um we, we need experience to be able to, to trust our gut and to follow things. And when you bring someone in the home that doesn't have that ability to really discern that, um, that can be dangerous. And so we kind of talked her through that and she'd found the nurse that same way. And it, it is, it isn't scary for people. How do you know where, where you can go for a nurse and how do you find someone that you can trust? And that's hopefully what we're trying to change. So most of our nurses still work in practice. Like they're all registered nurses. We handpick them. They have multiple years of experience. They're people that when I look at them, I'm like, yes, I would, I would trust you caring for my loved one. And they're up to date on their skills, which is great. So we know that people are really providing that high level of evidence-based practice that they, that they practice in the hospital now in the home. Yeah. And plus, uh, I'm, I'm sure you do like background checks and stuff, whereas people that you find randomly, like you just don't have any, I mean, it's not even safe for the nurse at some level to just be out there, um, you know, kind of advocating their own services, especially if they, you know, a lot of nurses kind of scoff at insurance or malpractice insurance. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> you need insurance. <laughs> and like, we're insured, like our business is insured and each of our nurses carries their own insurance. Like, that is so important as a nurse. We've got to be able to protect ourselves and what we're doing. So I know that that's frightening for me. <laughs> now I've talked to a lot of nurses. I'm like, look, I don't even care if you, you don't start a business. If you do start a business, you have to go out and buy some malpractice because we've seen way too many court cases in the last year where, you know, the nurses are not supported by that hospital. So um, just a, a segue caveat there <laughs> for people listening, please go buy insurance. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so, okay, so what is uh, what is the the expansion on this? I mean, is this going to be like a franchise? You're going to go all over the U.S. or what's what's your big dream for this? You know, the big dream is probably much bigger than what I than what I have. But um, we we actually get calls internationally for people looking for nurses. Like we've gotten calls from India, Australia, China, like all over. So what we're doing people need around the world. 
I don't know where we're going to get to um, in terms of international, but I would absolutely love to have a really trustworthy brand built in the United States that the average person can tap into. And, um, you know, we know that the average caregiver lives over 400 miles away from the person they're providing care to. And, and it would be really nice for a family to know that there's a brand that they can go to, um, to provide care to a loved one out of state. So that's really our goal. I don't necessarily think we'll be franchising, um, because, we want to have consistency. And when I think back to the franchising model that's used in the caregiving industry, that's really prevalent. It is really hard for people to follow. It's confusing for them. And I don't want to make it difficult for, for people. That's ultimately, we're, we're trying to make healthcare better. And I don't know if franchising is necessarily that, that option. Um, and I think also it, it'll provide consistency for the nurses too. And if it's one big brand, I mean, imagine travel nursing, but doing this sort of work, like, Hey, I'm going to go take care of families in Michigan next week, or I'm going to go to Florida the week after and be able to do that. Um, I just think that's a really an exciting way to think about travel nursing in the future. Yeah, that is awesome. All right, Jasmine. Well, if people are interested, nurses are interested in what you're doing, maybe they want to uh, join your your tribe or or uh, find out more about your services. How can they get in touch? Sure. So they can email me at jasmine at navinurses.com. You can give us a call and whoever answers the line will will be happy to pass over your information. And I, I'd absolutely love to help. I, I wouldn't be here today without mentors and people helping me and however I can help support you and your growth, even if it's outside of this realm um, and you're looking to do something else in healthcare, I would absolutely love to be supportive of that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me.